0: This town is a make-you town, or a break-you town and bring-you-down So, welcome to the podcast, Chris Bateman, first time uh, on, long-time listener. Yes, welcome. sir. Thank you very much, Brandon. Uh, for those of you listeners who don't know me, I am the older brother, mentor, of Nicholas Bateman. Spiritual leader. Spiritual leader, some would say. Yeah. You know, really, he, he just kind of copied my whole style. you know, That's true. He kind of took it to the next level. You would say so? I would say so. It's like the vices times two, oh but God. then the good side also, right? <laughs> the vices times... Oh, that a, makes a me sound terrible. Good. Well, it's, we everyone has vices. No, no, I mean, no, 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 of course. It was but, just, you, you let it off. You're like, oh, Nikki took you to a whole nother level. The vices... The other stuff, <laughs> the good and the bad. No, of course. No, he's he's my guy. He's he's uh, you know, we, we have a really good relationship. You know, like I feel like a lot of people don't have close relationships with their siblings. You know, not. Um, exhibit A. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say not a lot of people aren't close with their siblings, but not a lot of people have the same level of closeness. I mean, oh, like one hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're Nikki's best friend. And you're also one of my very good friends, you know, like mm-hmm. all and all of his friends, you know, are my friends and all my friends are his friends. You know, I've been exactly. comfortable to the level where even some of your friends are, are I'm friends just with. by proxy, just literally by knowing you two and knowing how close it's almost like, oh, I know you guys as well. Right. Of course. Um, which is a cool feeling because it's yeah, it's not like that with me and Ethan always, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, it, how you were raised. The things that happened to you when you're younger. I mean, everything. So, right. like, so many things go into that. Don't get me wrong. He can be a jerk off. Oh my god. You know, what's, <laughs> you know what I want. You know what story I want you to tell. What's up? The mm. one win. Yeah. Tell that story. You know what's story. funny? All I was I had actually to do just was this. thinking of that I, one too. This ju- I'm totally on Tell that story. That's I a was great story. I, right when you said, you know, started talking about Nikki, I was like, oh, I really want to find a way to tell that story. And then you Yeah, all right. See, so yeah, this is why this is my job. I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. I know how to find what you want to talk You're about. You're a trained professional, yeah. I understand. So uh, the story that Brandon is referring to is probably one, I mean, maybe the most, but like definitely the most collateral damage. But like probably one of the biggest fights that Nikki and I have ever been in ever. There's been a lot of fights. I, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of it's fights. You know, it. he's okay. he he's very. Hot and cold. He's got a very short fuse. Yeah, but he'll but he'll switch off like you know like that you know like when we were on Philmont, we had like a little five minute beef where he literally said once I get off this mountain I'm gonna punch you in the face and then he never did because he cooled off about a quarter of the way down the mountain. Yeah, but that's just kind of how he is. But anyway, so the story that you know we're gonna tell is summer of. We were in high school. I know that. Yeah, you were in high school. I think that was my summer of my junior year. You were old. Yeah, you were. You, that sounds about right. We yeah. were freshmen. Yeah, I think you guys were going into freshman year. That was my summer of junior year. So we have these wonderful neighbors, the Feltons. You know, Barry and Ann Felton. Shouts out to sixty-three Truman Avenue. Uh, Rest in peace. They wanted us to water their plants while they were away, you know, on summer vacation, you know, as neighborhood kids usually do. So that day, um, you know, Nikki and I had to water the Feltons' plants. We were also planning on cleaning the basement um, and doing a whole bunch of other chores around the house. So it was going to be a pretty busy summer day, you know, for two, you know, kids in high school. So me, being you know the level-headed, smart, proactive older brother that I am, I go right to work. I wake up early, and you know, I set a plan with Nikki, and I said, "All right, we're going to do this," and he, you know, he's down with it. Then he goes to wake up, you know, I wake up, I'm about to go do it, and I'm like, hey Nicky, we're going to go water the Felton's plants, and he's not having it. He's just classic grumpy Nick, and you've seen him real grumpy. Uh, He'll get in moods, but like you said, it's easy to, I I find I have the ability to coax him out of it. Right. As he gets older, it's harder. Yes. Because you just, that's what I find is, as you get older, you become more of what you were. You become more set in your ways. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's squared three times what you were. Mm-hmm. But, yes, he, he'll, he'll get in moods. But, but I'm saying, you as know as exactly what mood I mean when I say, like, grumpy Nick. Yeah. Where you just, like, he he is unshakable. He is yeah. set on a certain thing, and he's not going to do it. So, you know, he, re- he didn't want to water the plants. Mm-hmm. He, he was not about it. It was hot. It was really hot outside, actually. So... We go to water the plants. Uh, I say, all right, Nick, you know, whatever. I'm just going to go start it. So I start watering him for about 20 minutes. He moseys on, he moseys on over there. And I say, hey, Nick, can you attach this hose head to the thing? And I throw the hose head at him, you know, underhand, softball style pitch. You know, not yeah. not not going to hurt him. And we've talked about on this podcast, he doesn't have the best uh, hand-eye coordination. No. We've literally had a whole bit on that. He doesn't. Has no hand-eye coordination. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have good uh, hand-eye coordination or I any mean, at all. Yeah, he's a whale out there. But basically, he thought that I was trying to peg him with it because I was mad at him, which I wasn't. (laughs) So he he goes, why are you throwing that at me? What are you doing? I'm going home. You know, just kind of an excuse to go home. Yeah. So I say, all right, I, I brush it off. I finish watering the plants myself. He didn't do anything. Yeah. So where do I find him? Of course, he's in the basement playing Xbox. Yeah. Yep. So. In the Sully suit he might have been in the silly suit. <laughs> silly suit he might have been he act like looking no oh, he might have been resting on it he did love that the thing things that have been done in that silly suit oh my god that, that that that's a whole other story but anyway uh he's playing video games i go down there and i say hey Nikki, you know i we got to start cleaning the basement and he's like go after this game and i'm like it's not gonna end for a while i go okay How's about this? I'll do literally everything else in the basement. You clean up the gaming setup, wrap up. We had a, a GameCube, a Wii, and an Xbox at the time. Yeah. So I said, wrap them all up. Put all the controllers away, put all the games away, blah, blah, blah. So I finished cleaning up the whole basement. He's still not doing anything. So then I get mad. I'm like, Nikki, come on. I'm like, you got to wrap it up. So I turn off the, the game. Oh, no, number one thing that you shouldn't do to someone that pisses someone off—you shouldn't turn off the game. But you I should it know I was, that. But I was Masturbateman63 2669 is what my gamer <laughs> tag was. Oh, I'm um, so close. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I, I mean, I tried all other options. I said, you know, screw it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. So he's like, you know, what the hell, man? Blah blah blah. So he like picks up the Wii and he like throws it in the bin, like Ooh. just launches it in the bin. Ooh. So I'm now Ooh. I'm mad. Yeah. So I look up to him, I'm like, Nick, what the hell are you doing? And he pushes me. So I'm like, all right, it's on. Tackle him to the ground. This is before, he, he's stronger than me now, I'll give him credit, he's way stronger than me now. But this is before yeah. he was stronger than me. Yeah. He like pushed me, and I'm like, oh, I'm way bigger than you. Just tackle him to the oh, ground. I was stronger than him then. Now I mean, now, he's a, now oh, he's a, well, I won't say he's a tank. There's He's getting to where, he's on the trajectory. Here's you. He's about to hit you. His trajectory is going towards you. The thing is, you you got a couple of years on him. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's a beefcake now. Yeah, no, he. I, I firmly believe that he's, he's stronger than me right he's now. He's about oh. five burgers away from that bubble ass that you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's become a topic. Okay, well, we're getting too far off. We're getting too far off topic. Yeah, we can you know, talk we'll, about we'll that later. That. But anyway, to, to finish the Nikki story, so I I ta- you know I, I tackle him to the ground and he's on the bottom of me. Uh, and, pause but you know what i mean like i'm on top of him you know and yeah, he's, he's you yeah, know yeah. nah, i'm straddling like mma this, this started got to sound worse against war. the ground <laughs> yeah but anyway uh he like is like punching me on the ground and i'm like all right so i go to punch him he says i tried to punch him in the head yeah he will and that's what he i will thought defend it was. that well, until the day the, that the, he died i heard the story that from him. So i tried I to punch him in the head yeah. i did not try to punch him in the head I tried to punch him in his ribs, which is also not good. Which is also also not not fatal. But it's also not punching him in the head on our concrete floor. No, it's not. You know, it's not CTE to the max. No, but he rolled out of it, and my fist hit our concrete floor with my full might behind it, and I snapped my fifth metacarpal straight in half. And what happens after that? Because that's where the story ends for Nick. And then I'm like cuz when I see you probably a week later I'm like, "Oh, you broke your hand. What happens next?" What happens next is like do you crumple to the ground and start crying out for pappy? No, what happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> what happened next was I was I grabbed my hand, I was screaming in pain, and Nikki's on the bottom still trying to knock my lights out. He's still Scrappy Nick. So I say, all right, you're not done. I'm not done either. I take my broken hand and I switch. Now I'm choking him with my broken hand and punching him in the ribs with my left hand. Really? So I keep going. I keep fighting. Uh, And then eventually it kind of comes to the point where I'm like, I'm done. I get off him. And he's like, oh, you asshole. Goes upstairs. Yeah. My mom was away on vacation. Something tells my dad what happened. Oh. So, I go upstairs to talk to my dad, and I say, hey, dad. Like, he wouldn't give a shit. Really? Like, do it? He didn't give a shit. Yeah, he he didn't give a shit. I was like, if I I, knew Michael Bateman, he would not have, he would have said, figure this out. No, I, (laughs) you know what I bet he was doing? You know what my fondest memory is? Quick Sidebar? Yeah, go ahead. Him taking out a tray of bacon that was on, like, a Saturday or a Sunday, with his tongs, just watching that little TV in the kitchen and flipping the bacon and just putting it back in the oven. Honest oh, to yeah. God. And I'd be oh, like, yeah. hey, BQ. And, uh, and then he'll take it out and he'd make like a BLT for me. He loves cooking. He, oh, lo- my God. he loved to cook. I loved that. He loved to cook. He loved to cook. When 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 I always knew, I always knew that he was uh, smoking marijuana, I guess is what you would say. <laughs> Was when I would walk in because he would travel a lot, you know. I, yeah. he, I, I would walk in from home, and he'd be like, "Hey, Chris, I made you linguine and clam sauce." <laughs> at what and time? Like, at what time? No, I mean like right when I got home from school. Like oh, like, oh, I thought this was like you know two a.m. drunk. Chris comes home. No, 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 no. He 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 wouldn't be like <laughs> dr- his drunk meal would be like if he was just chilling out. He'd take a whole a whole tomato. He cut it up into slices, and he take the big mozzarella, cut it up, put the basil leaves. Oh, over Oh, a, ca- yeah. a caprese salad. A caprese salad. He make a caprese salad. Yeah. yeah, but like big, like big, big wedges. caprese salad. Yeah, yeah, big wedges. And I thought it was the gross. I still think it's the grossest oh, thing. Oh, I think the it's awesome. It's you're not the Italian blood. I okay. I'm fifty percent Italian. All right. Baby, the boobity. Hey, oh, fuck on, you. all right. Come that's on. The- But I- you might have add that out. It might be a little bit. Hey. of yeah, <laughs> But yeah, no, that. Oh, we we knew. Yeah. We knew. No, yeah. I mean it was obvious. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean no but, one had a problem with it. It yeah. was just it was just funny. Well, yeah. No, I mean he was a funny guy. I mean to the point where like he didn't care that I broke my hand. He didn't care at yeah. all. He literally said, "Oh, you did it beating up your little brother." Did bro- he think he was like you were like dramatizing it or was it more of he a He didn't like, care how fucked up my hand was. He just didn't give a shit. He didn't care. No. He said he said you did this to yourself trying to beat up your little brother. And, and you know I said, what? "Yes. I'm going to be honest. That's I would do the same thing." <laughs> <laughs> i mean my my hand is still really mangled to this day it's, really oh yeah you can feel it you can literally feel it right now like and you can right see here. how yeah right up there yeah it's a little it's a little yeah a little i mean little like little, when you compare it yeah, to the your to other hand it's, that's that smooth as the baby's bottom wow i could have been a hand model ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's actually really cool. That's an awesome see, I haven't heard that full story before. Yeah. I mean he he said, you know, you're 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 doing a beating your little brother, you're not going to the hospital. My mom came home three days later and flipped. Oh, oh yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Flipped <laughs> out. Oh, we got another story we have to tell. Wait wait wait, oh, wait 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 one, one second. The worst part about this hand injury. Out. Oh my god. Yeah, now you know what I'm talking about. Oh we'll my get, god. We'll do that later. Or no, we want to do it now. No, we can tell that story. I just want to tell the last part and, of this was when we'll because yeah. my dad waited a full three days mm-hmm. for me to get hand, you know, my hand fixed or whatever. When I went to the orthopedic surgeon, what the orthopedic surgeon said was, "Hey man, your bone has already started to heal, but it's healing completely wrong because you snapped your fifth metacarpal just straight in half." Yeah. So what you can do is one of two things. I can either give you pins in your hand that are going to be in there for the rest of your life. Or you can come into my office once a week for the next eight weeks. And for 45 seconds, I'm going to re-break your hand and set it into place. And you're just going to cry like a little girl. It was I chose option B, and yeah. it was the worst 45 seconds. Time. I mean, he's re-breaking my hand yeah, yeah, and trying yeah, to yeah, set yeah, the yeah. bone into place. It was oh, man. awful. That's torture. That's a form of torture. Yeah. Thank you, Michael Bateman. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. I love that. Uh, so oh, that man. was just one big metaphor for the relationship and how close to her. And you know what? I bet a week later, you guys, you know, we're hanging out playing minecraft that same day we were fine yeah i i I mean like i i would probably i would probably both hotheads i mean to a degree okay i'm not a hothead you've relaxed more Uh, in middle school in middle school i was worse than nikki in middle school i was worse than nikki yeah i i I used i used to be like when i was really younger but now i've i've mellowed out a a considerable Uh, amount well that's a good thing Nick, like nick never nick, nicky's never yeah hopefully he, he, he will no i mean you know and, and for all the you know for all the shit i'm talking on him you know he's my best friend in the whole world and i love him to death you know i mean he's, he's you know he's more than a little brother he's my best friend you know he's my ride or die he's he's my guy you yeah. know have fun at the beach nick yeah have um, fun at the beach, nick. <laughs> uh i want to uh get into do we want to do we want to do the uh do we want to do the patco story yet or do we want to hold that because that's good, too. <sighs> is this just the roast of Chris Bateman? This is kind of what it's turning into. This wasn't a plan. Like like I said, we don't plan things. Like, Chris, you came on here. Yes. Okay, you came on here. We don't plan things mm-hmm. to a T. Mm-hmm. Now, Jimmy, my co-host, likes to plan. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big planner when it comes to my my cast. Right. My broadcast. Uh. To other things, I'm a huge planner. I change when I get in here. I like it to come naturally. You brought up Nick. You brought up that story. Or no, I didn't even bring... We brought up something. As soon as I got into the whole roasting Chris stories, they just started flowing into my brain. So that's how it happens. Now, we don't plan takes. But, um, yeah, you were saying... We were talking about earlier, What's what, what are we rated? Now, we're, we are an explicit podcast... To our listeners out there who are under the age of, uh, I guess thirteen, it is right because I was gonna say eighteen. That's not the right age. If that's the age of. Cassini. Well, I think that if it's if a movie is rated PG thirteen, it's allowed one f bomb. Correct? Is that true? I think that's true. You know what I need? I need a guy that just sits in the corner and looks stuff up. Mm-hmm. I don't have that guy. Like that right. guy is me. But um, but by that rule, this that. is already a rated R. All right, we're back. But um, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I honestly had no idea. Um, then well, we I'm are, not, then we're rated R. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm I'm how not old you have to be? Ra- so rated R is eighteen. Rated R is eighteen or seventeen. Uh, didn't they change it? Am I crazy? Uh, well, uh, yeah. So. Pretty much, more of the story is we do curse on this podcast, and if you have a problem with it, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I think that most people don't have a problem with cursing on a podcast as long as you're not cursing like a yeah, sailor. no, no, exactly, Ex- no cursing like a sailor um, or any other you know maritime person, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. well, you, I- can't, you can't curse like a midshipman. You can't like curse a like a captain. Like a uh, oh man, what's that funny word for like a uh, oh there's a funny word. There's a lot of funny words. For when it comes a li- ships. Yeah, oh, I a lot can't of funny think words. of helmsman. I don't know. There's a million words, but I'm thinking of like a funny word that's like the the lowest guy on the totem pole. It's gonna come to me completely randomly, but yeah, that's our podcast. Anyways, I want to hear. Uh, give us the story. Okay, so. Embarrassing Chris Bateman story number two. Number two. The first one really wasn't embarrassing. It was just you broke her. everyone's broke a finger. You wanna know embarrassing sidebar? Hmm. I've only broke one bone in my life. Okay. You know how I did it? How? Ultimate Frisbee. You wanna know how it's I broke the lamest thing ever. You wanna know how I broke my other hand? I mean, I'm gonna make a guess, but this might be out of left field. Go ahead, shoot. No. Oh, <laughs> No, oh. how I broke, but it it does involve that area. How I broke my other hand was in seventh grade on picture day. Devin Boyle attempted to kick me in my newt newt in my in my testicles, in and I blocked newt. it with my left hand, and the force of devin Boyle's foot shattered my left wrist. Hey devin That's Boyle you' never he was allowed attempting on here. to kick me in the balls. you know what's you, here's the thing though i'm I'm a big fan of switching the narrative around Mm -hmm. change that narrative to i've just got chen ken fast hands you blocked it with your hand yeah that's impressive i mean i i i'm the one of the family who has cat like reflexes i'm the one of the family who has hand eye coordination nikki didn't get that yeah uh yeah yeah. Yeah. Nikki, I can't Nikki speak to how that. your hand eye coordination is because, you know, Spike Ball didn't end too well for you guys. Okay. Oh, well, well, yeah. Hey, Maybe hey. We'll that up. Hey, I'm the Delta Chi, uh, Keller League, you know, our interim fraternity league. I was a. Phenomenal at flag football. I was terrible at real football. Oh, got off. What football. position did you play when? Actually, I don't. I'm going to be honest. You're not talking to football guy. Yeah. Despite the fact I'm wearing a Miami Dolphins shirt. No, I mean I. I was got off at high school football. I was trying to play offensive yeah. lineman when I was in sh- extremely undersized. You know what the funny part is? What's Nick up? didn't come out with that until like this year. You know how like when you first graduated, even while you're in, you're just like football. And then three years later, four years later, like a like this year, he was like, "Yeah, I, I realized now I, I was terrible at football." No, I, I alway- just did it because I liked it, and that's fine. I always knew that I was terrible. I just thoroughly enjoyed going out there and fucking kicking the shit out of people. Or I mean, more times than not, I got the, the shit comra- kicked out of me. And the com- camaraderie. Oh of no, it I mean, all. and I respect yeah. that. But like, I because Nick would always be trying to beef on us about like the state mm. championship and stuff like that. And that's awesome. But, you know, just Oh no, have fun. I, with I it. didn't do anything to aid in that. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. I know. I know. No, you I, were I didn't completely, do anything to aid in that. That's part of the difference in you, too. Yeah. But um, tell that story, man. I want to hear it. Okay. So, I guess the best way to start off this story and is. And this was saying, a year ago, right? This was a year ago. We'll just no, will was, that was no, two this years was, ago? This was not a year ago. This was. This was it was this while was, you were living at. Uh, like so a, I was living at Ten West yeah, Redmond. Yeah, that which was like a year or two ago. No, it wasn't a year or two it was ago. Longer. Than that was that. me going into my junior year of college. Okay, so we were in college too. We, we are all in college. You guys? No, no, no. This is me because yeah, we would have been freshmen. We were going to freshman. Maybe year. it was going into my sophomore year. No, I think we were still. You guys were seniors in high school. I know you guys were uh, seniors okay. in high school. Either way. Fairly recently, this yeah, one's a lot fairly, more recent. Fairly recently, sophomore year of college. Let's scheme. say sophomore year of college. Yeah, I know, but I know that I wasn't twenty one. I know that I was not twenty one yeah, years was, old when this a happened because this is a big issue. Okay, in this story, so <sighs> me and my little brother are very close, as we've already established, and all of his friends are my friends, and all of my friends are his friends. So me and my friends would go do debaucherous activities. At uh, my buddy Nick Powell's house, uh, we we would call his house uh, the Powell's piss palace because Ooh. there was a wall in his garage where I, I think one night you know you know we, we didn't want to go outside to go urinate so we peed on this wall in his just garage slaying it yeah and then. You know, someone went to pee for like say Joey went to pee first. Yeah. Then I went to pee next, and I tried to like pee higher than him. <laughs> and then Roman went next, and he tried to pee higher. There was wait, a, wait, wait, there wait, was a the sing? highest guy have a clear advantage, the tallest guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's the guy with the high the highest the, legs, the, the longest legs. So I beat you to be honest. I th- I got pretty long legs. You're taller than me, but so I think I got you. There's beat. multiple factors. This there's a is, lot that goes into there this. Is long legs, how high are your hips, how strong is your stream. And forget, how well are you endowed? This is also true. How well are Which you endowed? Which is why, you know. I think I got you beat. Brandon, <sighs> having never uh, experienced the your nether regions, I would have to assume that you got, I, in you fact, got to have you beat. Hu- you know, I'm, I'm going to give it back to you. you. I'm giving it to yeah. you. Well, anyways, well, anyways uh, you know, just speaking of, you know, all the stuff that we do in Pal's house. I mean, there was like a stain literally seven feet tall That's so in his garage. And that it's, so I mean, his, his family sold the house. It's still there. It's still there. his in this garage. We, I mean, because so we would do it so much. It became like it was in cinder blocks, you know, it yeah, wasn't, like, it yeah, wasn't like, yeah, it yeah. like a finished walls. If you, if you do that enough times, it, yeah. it becomes permanent. It was a yeah. permanent stain on his wall. So everyone, whenever they had to go to the bathroom, they would try to beat it. I mean, this was for like years. We would try to beat this, 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 this stage. This is the first time I'm hearing about. Yes, yeah. so we would crazy. call it. We would call his house the Powell's Piss Palace. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, there was uh, we were going to go do some debaucherous activities at Nick Powell's house, and you know, I think I was home on spring break, and you know, I inv- I said, you know, hey Nick, can I bring my little brother? And he said, of course you can. So, this is while Nicky was still in high school and he just got off wrestling and he really didn't, you know, drink that much. So, you know, me and my friends, you know, we were all in college. We were drinking a lot. In the first, like, 30 minutes of being there, he's already blacked out. I mean, yeah. he's, he's done. You know, he's so – we, you know, we say, all right, fine. You know we, 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 you know, we take care of him. But, you know, he's sleeping and, you know, we give him water, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's sloshed. I eventually <laughs> also get obliterated. Yeah, And, you know, like a good guy, I didn't drive. I walked home. Yeah, I walked home from never drinking drive. No, I agree. Never to drink to the drive. People no, that it's, it's completely messed up. The there's Bob, just nothing good that comes. from No, absolutely nothing. Wherever you are, sleep there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I walked a mile from United you know, Nick Palace's house. I, I walked with my yeah. little brother. So no, we I were know walking. Plenty home. of people that have and I freaked out. Freaked out of them. Oh no! Of course, it's it's. There's no good that can no come point. to it. Spend like the seven dollars on an Uber. No. There's anyway, our PSA. To, yeah, PSA. Today. Yeah, we're 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 trying to help out. Yeah. But we're good, we're good guys. We're good guys. Yeah, we, I mean, we just do mess up things. I mean, <laughs> by the end of the story, By yeah, the story, true. By end, end of the story, will be like, "Oh, these people are the worst." Yeah, especially when you lead off with, you know, Nick. Nick's really taking you to the next level, and and this is how and our and vices these are. These are the vices. All right, well, actors will say good things, but yeah, keep going. Okay, so so you're walking home from Nick Pals, a little bit toasted. Yeah. Well, I uh, you know intox- a lot of bit toasted. Someone some say. Blackout drunk, but yeah. anyway, black hole imminent. Some would say I'm walking home, and there's a uh, train station by my house. It's called the Paco Train Station, and it's the line that goes from you know South Jersey to uh, Philadelphia. And we're walking, and you know I literally have my little brother over my right shoulder, and I knock into a parking meter, and a parking meter's loose. Yeah, and I'm really drunk, and I'm like, Hey Nick, do you think that I could probably rip this meter out of the ground? And he's like, is your, is your whatever. so I like put him on the ground and rip Funk. the parking meter out of the cement. And he's like, Ooh. so I have the parking meter over my left shoulder, Nikki over my right shoulder. And we walk back to my house at 10 West Redmond and I put Nikki to bed. He vomits in his trash can. I don't appreciate these, <laughs> these sound <laughs> effects. Oh, stop. Um, I, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I just think it's funny, man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I didn't notice any sound effects on this I, podcast. you yeah, yeah, you got to get a very high quality soundboard. I do everything. They'll, they'll know. Anyway. Uh, you yeah, you're right. I'm using a soundboard. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great soundboard. Anyway, uh, I'm going to jump Nikki's Vomit Cannon out. And I'm greeted by about... To be generous, I'd say 12 police officers. Delaware River Port Authority and Hanfield Police Department. And they asked me where the parking meter is. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's in the backyard. I mean, I'm like, I'm not trying to – I wasn't really trying to seal it to have it. I just thought – I'm drunk and I thought this was funny for some reason. So then, mean, they, yeah. so then they asked, like, where's your accomplice? And I'm like, my accomplice? And they said, we got two separate calls that there were two you know, individuals walking down Remnant Avenue and with a parking meter. I said, oh, you mean my little brother? No, he was – out of it for the whole time. He's asleep in a bed. But I wasn't trying to give away ages because we were both under twenty one at the time. So anyway, they go to pull my little. You know, I'm in the cop car. I'm in handcuffs, and they go to pull my little brother. You know, into the cop car, and they. I mean, he can barely walk. And I say, you know, excuse me, officer. Why are you arresting Nicholas Bateman? And the and and the cop turns to me and goes, Do you honestly expect me to believe that you ripped that parking meter out of the cement? And carried it over here all by yourself. And I said, sir, if you take these handcuffs off me and get me out of the car, I will put it back for you. And he didn't let me go, but he let Nikki go. Yeah. (laughs) He let Nikki go. Yeah. And the best part. The best part of the story was that right after that happened, my mother was on like a first or second date with her new boyfriend at the time. And her boyfriend goes to drop my mom off. And they're greeted by, I'd say about, there were like, tw- there were like probably like, realistically, there were probably like eight to 10 cops there. There were like four or five cop cars outside my house. Yeah. My mom comes out of the car and just screaming, like, what? What? What's happening? What's happening? And they're like, Ma'am, you know, your your son so barking me, blah, blah, blah. And she, or the first thing she says, she goes, But he's an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yes. And I'm, an Eagle I scream out of the cop car. I go, Mom, that doesn't matter. The cop goes, But are you an Eagle Scout? I'm like, I, I don't know yeah. why this matters in this situation. But if yeah, it matters, yes, I'm an Eagle Scout, which I am, but I don't think, I don't see how this is relevant to this situation at all. <laughs> That is America right there. Yeah, that's America right there. That's so like that, that story is very relevant today, too. Not that it has anything to do with the... Actually, it's not. But no, it's not relevant it's, at that's all. A, I love that story. No, it's, it's not relevant at all because if, if, if I was a black man, that would have been a completely different or story. Or if you didn't actually break the law, which you did. But also, oh my gosh, the next week after that, that's just all we talked about. You know what the best part is? I think Nick, here's the thing, Nick's uh, recollection of the story, exactly the same as yours. There's like no difference. Yeah. Which means, you know what it means? He didn't remember a thing. He was out of it, I bet. I bet he just heard it from you. I had to. Re- I had to explain the story to him. Yeah, and I explained the story to my grandfather for the first time at his twenty-first birthday because that because my mom said we're never going to speak about this until Nikki turns twenty-one. Then you can tell anyone. who Pappy you want. didn't know. Pappy didn't know until Nikki's twenty-first birthday. Okay, so this is. I have a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's even better. Hmm. My parents still don't know what this story. Okay. And even better is are they pod listeners? They are pod listeners. Oh. So this is a this is a big everyone else listening probably has heard it before because it's just it's I, I don't even surprise that you've heard it. But mm-hmm. first night of college. First night, freshman year, September whatever, third, second, pick a number. We show up. We all meet each other. We're all like, oh, hi, my name is Joe. I wear a shirt. What's up? Mm -hmm. Meeting all these people. Me and my roommate, Jake, shout out to Jake Fander, uh, are in our room. And one of the girls comes over. She's a a native Delawarean. Uh, um, Well, I won't say her name on the podcast. But she says, hey, let's go out. It was her and about six girls. And then the two of us, so there's like eight of us, and there's like one other guy, so there's like nine of us, and we go out from our freshman dorm, and since she's a native Delawarean, they come to like parties, you'd you'd figure, she like looked like she knew what she was doing. It's our first night of college, you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. She takes us out, we're walking, and she's like, oh, we're gonna go to this party, like I know the guy, it'll be cool, like we're like, just, like some of them people are, some of them aren't even 18 yet, you know, it's like, you're little kids. We get to this dark alley. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't look like there's any parties down here. And she's like, oh, let's cut through this cemetery. It's a shortcut. And I said, and I didn't say a word. I thought in my mind, actually, you know what? I'm an idiot. I didn't think anything. I was like, okay, I'll follow this girl to the end of the earth. Whatever. Don't care. I'm a freshman. We walk in. I swear to God. It, we were in there for less than 60 seconds. You would have thought we just robbed the bank. There was 12 cop cars. There was a bike cop. There was a bike cop next to me with a baton and a taser. And fun fact, I'm talking to this guy. So they're like, hey, you're in a cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like, I had no idea. I literally got here and moved into my freshman dorm right 2 hours ago right like but, for real okay but just because you just moved in doesn't mean that you can't see the headstones in the field that you're chilling Did, no i saw the headstones so, but that's i a saw cemetery. them i saw so them but they and, and i'm like guy police guy come on you're on a bike relax the cavalry <laughs> you're on a bike the relax. cavalry comes in cars they went out a tank i yeah. swear to god i don't yeah. know they come in, and we were six olds They were all nurses too. They start crying, and when I I mean bawling, oh, end yeah, yeah, of I'm Marley sure. and me bawling. I'm sure, and and they're like, I'm I'm not gonna get into grad school. They'll never let me work at a hospital. And it's your first semester of and freshman, their, freshman year, and, and I'm just and me and my roommate, roommate. I'm not starting round. to make myself sound like a hardo or something. I'm just laughing yeah. at this point because I know something's gonna happen. And I'm at the point when I know something's inevitable, it's like, what are you gonna well, do? Well, I mean there's nothing else you there's can do. There's nothing you can do. We're laughing at them. Yeah. And we're just and I'm talking with the cop and I'm like, hey, what are the odds? And this is when I was cocky. Not that I'm not well you this is when are. I was cocky. And I was like, You hey, have bleach hair, you're still. And cocky. if I just started running away, what would you do? And he was like, I'd catch you and I'd taser you. He said that to me and I was like Sick, but because I was thinking about it, it like crossed my mind. I didn't. All these cops come out like, "What are you doing here? What's going on?" I'm like, "Hey," and I I was I hate to be the rat, but I was like, "Hey, I just got here." This girl said she knew she was going, and then she was like, "I didn't know. I thought this was a shortcut." And knowing it now, it's surrounded by train tracks. Somebody killed themselves there. That's why they have cameras, so they knew as soon as we were there. I say. Arrested my first night at college. I paid four hundred dollars in in fines. Just it got criminal trespassing. All of us four hundred dollars. I admitted that I I admitted to the crime. Whatever. I didn't plead guilty. All the six girls there did it. They got their they called their moms the first night. You know what would have happened if I called home? (laughs) Done, done, (laughs) done. Done. Absolutely done. I would be cutting wood at a lumberyard. And that'd be awesome. I love wood. Love woodwork. But you handled your business. I handled my business on my own. Got my fingerprints done. PBJ. Shout out to Dover, Delaware Courts. Took a year and a half. That was the craziest thing. Like, literally. And I woke up the next morning. I had class. And I was just like, that just happened last night. So, that was my first night of college. Probably one of the wildest, like, wildest nights that you can have. I mean, like, who, that? that's like, and they don't know this. And here's even better. I was dating a girl in high school, like, at that time, actually. And she, I I told her this story. And I come back home, uh, I don't even know, not even recently, like, a year later. Like, I, once I explained, I'd forgotten about the story. Right. Like, sophomore, junior of, of, of college. And I see another random person from high school, a girl that I know, and we start catching up. And she's like, hey, I heard you got arrested. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I was like, what? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Word travels fast in a small town. Word, word travels. I told one person on purpose, and this was a person that they don't even talk. That's how fast word travels in word a small travels town. travels fast in a small town. And I was just like, yeah, this happened a, two years ago. But yeah, it happened. And I was like, That's hilarious. My neighbors, know, but my parents still don't. Well, because, I mean, you think about it. Like, we went to a school where it was like 800 kids, maybe a little bit on the smaller end of that. My graduating class was like 180, 190-ish. Everyone knows everyone's name, at least. Everyone knows the gossip about everyone. Everyone knows a little bit of something about everyone. And then once I kind of, you know, went to college... You come back, and then everyone's like, oh, how's, you know... Uh, random name, let's say Sarah. So oh, and so. oh how, how's Sarah doing? And it's like, oh, Sarah's doing great. She just got into X. And then it's like, oh, you know, how's, you know, whatever. Random name, Caitlyn doing. And it's like, oh, Caitlyn's doing bad. She got arrested. And the you first, know I mean? And yeah, and and that's like, the yeah, first it's, it's thing. Like the Even gossip. if it was and a year like, ago, oh, the first, first thing that comes up is, oh, <laughs> I heard they uh got arrested. And then it's like, oh, that's the story. Yeah, and then and then, you know, we're... we're Rumors, this this man. town, man. This Rumors. town. Well, everyone's just so up in each other's business, this and everyone, town ju- everyone just judges people about like the stupidest stuff. You know, a quiet like town. In, 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 in this town, like everyone has to go to college, and everyone has to be, you know, everyone has to like show their best face, and like yeah, and it just different. feels like you're put on a mask. Yeah, you have to be good at something. You yeah, you, you know you, what? You to, I'm no, gonna I be mean, good at nothing no it's not even that it's like it's like you have to it's not you have to be good at something it's like i got that vibe away. you have to be reaching for what is perceived to be like success the, the, so what is perceived to be success which is oh, like he's in, in reality oh, success he's in new york now people. new york or oh mm. he you know he's a doctor now a doctor like dude i i i, I work on a construction site right now i love what i do
1: it's i also lo- a
0: bank it, if, if no 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 no, I, not what, I know not what I, I do right I know now. I don't love it more yet. But yeah. if you get if you get specialized, yeah. Oh no, yeah. You get oh yeah, 100, 200 bucks an hour. Hey, if you're a specialized, you do piping, you do whatever. Steam uh, seam fitter on the first job site I ever worked at said that an average age of a seam fitter is fifty five. They're hurting for people to join their union. I, there you go. That's you, you join a union and you and you learn you a specific set figures. of skills. You work weekends. Seriously, I know guys like that. Either way. Uh, We'll get into a a, a new little topic. Um, We talked about this. You had a little thing on on on, uh, barber shops you wanted to talk about, which I thought was funny because you know, quarantine, not a lot of barbers going around. So so what what did you have to? Yeah, what did you have to say about that? Well, I thought this would be a funny topic because, you know, I I like everyone else, and you know, COVID quarantine, you know, it's kind of the buzzword of the time, and you know. yeah, no. I mean, of, of course we should be quarantining everything. I just you know. Oh no, you, you're ta- you're yeah. yeah preaching to the choir. You know. Yeah, but no, but no, no, no. But I'm saying like there, there's a lot of people you know you know this is the buzz of the time. So, but really? anyway, it's the new fad, <laughs> <laughs> quarantines the new fad. I that might be a little bit dangerous. That might be a little bit dangerous to say. some people might freak out at me. Well, I don't care. you That might be a little bit dangerous. Anyway, the 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 whole the whole point is that. I need to get a haircut because barbershops are closed. So, you know, I'm, I text Nikki and you know, he says, oh, Brandon cuts hair. Look, it's crazy. And then, you know, you, you invited me on the podcast, which thank you very much. This is a great time. Um, he's saying, oh, you think of some topics. And I was like, you know, honestly, getting a haircut has been a super weird experience for me because my mom would always say when I was a baby, they would have to, you know, they would pay for an $8 haircut with a $12 tip because I would not sit still in the chair. I would like scream and cry and kick my legs and they couldn't hold my head straight. And I, I still to this day I hate getting haircuts. Yeah. I, I, I will wait like months and months in between to get haircuts just because I don't like sitting in the chair and because it's so awkward because like there's this perceived like oh, you know, Joey's my guy. I've been going to Joey for the past thirty years. So or oh, it, I have some special nothing. relationship with Barbara. That yeah. means that shit means nothing to me. My relationship with that barber is nothing. It's strictly barber. It's strictly I need to get my haircut. Where am I going to go? I just go to I go to random places all the time, uh, and that might have been messed up for me. You know, I, I used to get my haircut when I was little by Joe and George. You know, at, at well, you know, yeah, you know, at Frank's. At, at Frank's. Yeah, and because then, we all went there. Yeah, because we all went there, of course. Until rest in peace, Frank. Obviously, things went downhill, and then and then they turned into Muranos. And then they blew up. They became Muranos. And now you can play They're fifty bucks bank. for a haircut. They're making bank, but then they forgot I'm a man. you know, I went in there, and they, and they didn't even remember who I was. And, and it's I like, I, why am I here? And I kind of felt like peeved off by that, honestly. You know, because like, there's supposed to be that barbering shit, but like, same. You know, whatever. My relationship is with myself at this point. Yeah, but cut, cut it. my own hair. Now it's like, you know, whatever, I just get a haircut from Denver. my... My buddy in college, Nick Duval, you know, he gave me great haircuts uh, all throughout college. You know, i just go to his dorm. We would drink beer together while he was cutting my hair. Yeah, and just hang out. And just hang that's out. What we call it it mine. It's, it's the haircut speakeasy. Yeah. But, you know, and, the, and you're thinking of, thinking of good stories, you know, and I thought, you know, about the haircuts. There was this one time when, you know... In the uh, winters and the summers, you know, I, I, I have a great, you know, person in my life named, you know, Jeff McAllister, who, you know, he he gave me a job, you know, working labor at a construction site. And, you know, I, I, I work for a company, you know, where I, I work with a whole bunch of dudes, you know, who are from North Philadelphia. You know, like I, I am the only white gr- guy in my crew. Yeah. It's me and a whole bunch of guys who are like 35 plus all who grew up in, you know – now we got a lot, a couple more guys. So some people are from yeah. like West Philly, and some are from South, you know. But like originally, it was like people me. that have seen a little bit more shit than you have. Yeah, it was me and a whole Just bunch that. of guys who were you know thirty plus who grew up in literally the same housing project in North Philadelphia, except for our boss who was Jar, who grew in you know an area you know a little bit far farther over. But you know, one of the guys that I work with, you know, his his name Slim, you know, great great guy. But you know, he was like, oh. You know, you need everyone would cut me up, you know, by my haircut. They called me Justin Bieber and stuff. And someone goes, oh, I know this great dude who gives haircuts. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, I'll take you to my barber. So he takes me to, like, the heart of North Philly. Yeah. He didn't take me to Philadelphia. He didn't take me to North Philadelphia. He took me to North Philly. Oh, yeah. At, like, 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I walk into the barber shop, and it's like, I walk in, it's like the record scratches. You know what I mean? It's like, "Er!" Yeah, and it, everyone's just kind of looking you know what I mean cause like, cause like I'm, I'm very clearly yeah, not yeah, from yeah. the neighborhood I mean I, I, I've i met a whole bunch you know I've met a whole bunch of people you know from that area and they're super nice but like not oh, all the people weren't from North yeah, Philly no, don't, you don't go, go to North see Philly. Philly you probably it's the kind of barbershop where you're gonna know somebody or else it's what's, yeah. what do you, you yeah thinking? yeah. and I walk in and everyone oh. kind of looks at me and Slim goes oh hey Riff this is my boy Chris he's getting a haircut and everything's just spins and, and he's just like, hey, hey! Exactly. And you know, I sit down in the chair uh, but then, you know, I'm sitting down in the chair, and get my hair cut, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm in North Philly right now. Yeah. So That's goes, a cool feeling. So, I mean. No, I mean, no, it, it wasn't like, no, it was a cool feeling. I was just kind of realizing what was happening. I was like, thank God Slim's here. And then Slim goes, oh, hey, Chris, I'm going to go to the corner real quick. I'm going to get a, juice. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm no, I'm a like, juice. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. And Slim's like gone. Just get a juice real quick. And Slim's just, like, left me in this barber chair for, like, a half hour. Yeah. And this guy, Riff, I mean, he, he, gave, he gave me a good haircut, but he, he cut my hair for, like, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. He he, he take, took a long time to cut my hair. And no one really said anything to me at the barbershop. You know, I mean, there were, you know, they, they weren't give, hawking me or anything. But the only thing that Riff said was, he said, you want me to cut your bang." And I had no idea what that meant. And I just said, yes. What he meant was, do you want me to edge you up and cut your bangs off? That's that's why, yeah, I knew what you were And I had no about. idea what he yeah. meant. So I had, I usually have bangs on my hair. I had, had no a f- bangs. F- I was, you I had was a hair hairlined. Line. You um, had a hairline. He lined me up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom hated that haircut. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, thought I feel that like I remember All the guys on my job say thought I looked great. I thought I looked pretty like, good, but hey, my mom my hated hair. that haircut. Looked like an Italian guido. <laughs> no, like a Middle Eastern dude, like that thinks he's hip at the club. Shows up in like a white BMW with a top down, and he's like, hey, there, there, There's some pictures of me with that haircut because that was sports car. Because it, it was uh, it that was, was junior that was year. year. There's some pictures of me with that haircut. I I look I look tough as shit. <laughs> I look tough as shit. It was a good it was a good haircut. I I, I go back to it again. Most bug Chris has ever felt in his entire life with a with a straight hairline. I I had no idea did when he, he met... give you any. Did he give you? It was a faded too. I'm he faded it, was it, yeah, faded it. Yeah, he faded it. Yeah. Because like, was like, like, like what do you one, want? And I was like, like oh. He something. said, oh, what do you want? And I, I, usually when I go with barbers, I say, you know, I want you to start to a one, go up, you know, leave it along the top, and you know, thin it out. He was like, all right. He did. I I, I don't know if the guy owned a pair of scissors. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. he, he, you know, he, he didn't cut. you know, No, no, no. My I mean, type I of most hair. people yeah, don't. I, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it's not racist or stereotypical or anything. Mo- uh, a lot of black people get fades. I mean, it's a that's a fact. Well, does, um, well, it means just black and white hair are different. Yeah. It's because it's different. a lot harder to cut curls. I've yeah cut hair before. And I've cut Marty Levy's hair, who is mm-hmm. extraordinarily curly. Um... And I couldn't cut it with scissors if I needed to. You literally can't. It's not possible. Now, if you had like, if you know Nerland's Noel, if you have like cylindrical hair that goes all the way up. If it's like, wait, that's a commitment. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. Oh my God. That's like, that's like the, that's the equivalent of like, you know, a white guy getting uh, like a ponytail. That takes forever. I've, I've, I haven't tried to get a ponytail, but I've tried to grow my hair. No, but like, no, but like a ponytail doesn't require like constant styling and shaping and maintenance. like huge amount of work. Like you, so, you yeah. You, they, you, they use clippers, and it's actually, it's yeah, it's very difficult finding the hairline because I had to do that for him, and I'm not gonna lie, it was my first time cutting hair like that. Right. I was not very comfortable in that skill yet, and I did a good job, obviously, but I was like, because that's the kind of thing where if I mess up, I cut your hair, and you liked it, it was a good haircut, right? Yeah, I do like it. And if I was, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need to uh, redo do it. it again. Yeah, come this week yeah. I'm ready. Hell yeah. Uh, if I messed it up, I can go back. Yeah. Because you got basic hair, I can just cut it a little shorter. If I mess up your hairline, you only got one hairline. Exactly. Like, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was sweating. I was like, if I mess this yeah, up. Yeah. If you mess someone's hairline up, like you, uh, there, you can't mess. go. You, you can go farther, but then you're like, oh, it's cool. You got a five head. You yeah. Know, deal with it. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to somebody. Right. But um, that that was a good point where it's. A weirdly intimate thing that you don't realize because as soon as you cut someone's hair, you get to like a new level. Not with you because I already knew you, but I was cutting people's hair that I wasn't really close with, random neighbors, uh, friends who I wasn't great friends with. And then I cut your hair. I mean, my like, it's weirdly intimate, not in like a weird way. It's just like I have to put my hands in your scalp, it's weird. And then you're just like, oh, okay, Uh, you cut my hair. You're kind of like not my guy, but you're kind of my guy. So you say that like the barber, you know, and like, you know, person who's getting their haircut relationship is like way more felt on the barber than it is felt on the individual in the chair. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because up until whatever year of high school, I wasn't cutting my own hair. And I went to... Like you, a lot of different barbers. I used to go to Perk's Place for the longest time after Frank's and Murano's. Uh Bunch of women there love them, but they don't really know me. The thing with me is I know all the people that come because I'm not doing it for a living. I do it on the side because it's fun. It's a skill and money. Right. So I know them. And it's like weirdly intimate because I have to talk with the people that I cut their hair. Of course. Actual barbers, it's not required for you to be like hey you know how's your family how's your mom it's like it's it's different it's a different level when you're in your backyard got some tunes going and I just got you uh, you know some iced tea or a beer and then we're just like Talking. Right. plus, plus it's different because all your, you know, quote unquote, you know, you're like your clients are, already, are people that you yeah, already know. Know from some level. Maybe I don't they're not my best friend, right. but I know them as in I know where they're from and I know what them are about. And and like if I were to be a barber and I'd like I would have someone walk into my barber shop, I'm not gonna see my clients taking out the trash every day. Yeah. I'd be like, What's um, yeah, I'd be I'm, like, What's I'm, this guy's I'm, deal? You I'm, know? I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go to a cookout six months later and see my old client like you yeah. would all the time. Because of your neighbors and your friends and your close relatives. So, it's a a weirdly intimate thing, being a barber. Fun profession, I gotta say. Uh, You want to hit some uh, current events? Yeah, let's do it. So, we're back. Uh, We're going to do current events, funny current events. Um, People have enough sad news already. Because people are all sad boys. (laughs) First one, El Chapo, his daughter, who we think is fine looking young woman she's a fine looking young woman well to say the least started a beer company named El Chapo her dad in twenty seventeen was arrested for life I just thought it was uh, kind of i i i respect i respect the move I mean you're making money off your dad's name I think it's awesome way to go but the beer th- my biggest issue is that the beer is four percent mm the beer is 4%. and It's 4% you, beer. It's cheap, though. It's not cheap. It's a 355-milliliter bottle for about $3.75. Is that not cheap? That's not cheap at all. All right. I just thought she was beautiful. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you were paying attention to anything about the product. I, I, you I were paying to, to any of the crimes was, that El Chapo <laughs> committed. You just said, his daughter is very attractive. <laughs> You saw the picture of his daughter, and you said, "All right, I'm putting this on the podcast." That's exactly what happened, and that's okay. I I, I, I understand it, but I mean, to, I mean, to, to go back to the issue at hand is of the uh, uh, the price and the ABV of the beer. Uh, PJ willahans has a copper lager which uh, I gave to you, which was the most disgusting thing I ever had in my entire it life. Five point six percent ABV. It tasted like spoiled milk. I enjoy them. I enjoy. beer. Okay. Well, the beers. you're a cat. <gasps> I'm a cat. well, Yikes. see, but well, well, okay. Here's what I'm saying. Let, let's let, let's do a more apt comparison. Okay. Around the same ABV as a Yingling, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go to a Liquor Store, it's less than a dollar a bottle. This is three dollars and seventy-five cents a bottle of beer. Even these these y- these y- Kona's that we're drinking right now. They're less money per beer. You know why people are paying for it? So they can go. Because of the face. Yeah, exactly. They can go to their friend and be like, "Hey, I drank El Chapo's beer." In reality, it's his daughter's, produced awesome. by the most beautiful woman in the world in Brandon Quan's eyes. I'm going to buy it. Give me all of it, and I'm gonna. I, I need to go buy. They only it, sell it, it I, in seven. They only sell it in 17 states. Might be a problem, but you know what? Well, I I'm mean, I'm, figure sure, it out. I'm, I mean I'm sure a lot of solve. states don't want to, uh, you know, peddle a Mexican drug lord's face. Exactly. Like and you know what? I'm not, I'm ignoring that part. Whatever her name is, uh, I won't make up a name because that would have been bad. Chapo Jr. El Chapo Jr. The Chapet. I support you. If you have stock, give me all of it. Now. And, next uh, and please give Brendan your phone number. And take, take me out on a date. It's fine. Whatever you think. Uh... Next. Oh, this is good. Okay, so Yamaha Corporation, they make the the, the cases. Yamaha, not the uh, motorcycle. The the music. Piano. Exactly. So, pretty much, uh, they have warned people not to try and squeeze inside musical instruments, instrument cases, after reports that former Nissan motor boss, Carlos Gosan, fled Japan concealed in one. Pretty much... He was a, a big boss at Nissan in Japan. He was doing little things, white collar crime. He hid him and his wife inside a large Nissan, uh, Nissan a Yamaha instrument box, went to the airport and said, hey, this box is too big to weigh it we, uh, and uh, go through the machine. We'll just put it in the plane and literally fled Japan in a, in a music container. And now they, and now they have to put out a tweet saying, "Hey, don't try and hide in these." I'm sure that's what the story was, but my gut reaction is is BS. You if you're BS? trying to flee the country on a white collar crime, you're not cramming yourself and your wife in a Yamaha bassoon case, dude. This is Japan, though. They do that. Hey! You know what I'm saying? But no, well, well, here's what I'm saying. What is the word for that? Nick would know. Harikari. That's not what it's called. Yeah, it's called harikari. There's another word. No, harikari. It's sabuku. Ah, that's sabuku. Sabuku. Yeah, that's sabuku. Well, but the point is, is that I feel like if you're committed of, you know, you're you're doing some shady shit and you're and you're white collar, you're what well, you're you're used to traveling in private jets. And plus, you know, our our justice system is so messed up that if you're really committed of white collar crime, you can still fly in a plane. No, he went to a. Zimbabwe or something. It was some weird country. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I believe it and I think that's hilarious. And you know what? D- nor, more hey, power I, that's I, hope, ins- I hope that he jammed himself in an instrument it's case. Cr- to I hope it's, that he jammed himself in an yeah. instrument case. And can you imagine what his wife was saying to him? Yo. Oh. Uh, I don't want to bring in the culture cultural differences, but yeah. Internally, I bet she was saying a lot. I'm sure she said a lot to him once they got out of that bassoon case. <laughs> I think they said it was a triple bass case, if I remember correctly. A okay. triple, So it holds three basses. Well, I'm assuming well, I mean, that's bass drums. No, I, I, I think they mean upright bass, the upright bass. Oh. And, and Well, I mean, if you're going to hide anything, that's, that's the Cadillac the... of instrument cases. Yeah. You know, you're really like riding in style with that Hey, uh, we're sponsored by uh, Yamaha, the Cadillac of instrument cases. Yamaha bassoon cases, the Cadillac of instrument cases. Energy balls. Anyways. <laughs> uh... Oh, yeah, this one. This is my favorite one. Okay. And this isn't that recent, but I just found this today, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So, for starters, you see this picture. It's it's a, for those of you, you know, listening, it's a banana, slightly turned brown, taped to a wall. And we all know, do you know Art Basel? It's 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 an art festival in Miami. It's in other places. It start I guess it started in... Switzerland. Okay, I don't know. so it's modern art, and they brought a, one of the artists put this up on the wall and sold it for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. That right there, it's a banana taped to a wall. Okay, and I get it hard, Art's hard to judge. I mean, like what? It, it like looks cool. Like, well, I, I mean, art. Uh, uh, I can't talk shit about art because my girlfriend is a is a dancer. Uh, she, she 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 went to dance but that, See, school, that's but more obvious because I can see a, a, a anyone dance and be like, "Oh, you're good at dancing." Right. That I could do that in my room. Well, the the, the tricky thing about art is that, and also the mess up thing about art is that you can work on a a, a piece of music or you know a, a a dance piece or you know a painting or a sculpture for your whole entire life. But if no one else likes it... No one cares. That's what it is. How much will someone pay for it? Now, here's my question. One of the two. Who's more of an ass? The guy that made that? Or the guy that paid $120,000 for it? The guy who paid $120,000 for it. You think so? Okay. The guy who paid $120,000... Because here's the thing. I'm sure that the person... you know, Knowing nothing about the person who did this... I'm sure the reason why someone paid hundred twenty thousand dollars for it is because that was a recognizable name of someone who's probably in the modern art industry. I, I would, I well, would yeah, assume just by the fact they got to Art Basel, and it's and it's a thing like oh, I went to Art Basel and it's bought like something. it's like a status thing. It's like I went to Art Basel and bought a, a banana taped you know, to a wall. No, no, no. It's it's not the fact that it's a banana taped to a wall. It's that you can say I went to Art Basel and I bought a you know, let's say you know Brian Smith's. I brought a Brian Smith original. Only one copy in the world. A banana taped to a fucking wall. Now, here's the it's best the part. It's the Brian Smith part that's tagged here's to it. Here's the best part. Okay. So, during Art Basel, at the end of it, a friend, I think, of this artist, unbeknownst to the artist that made this piece of art, if that's what we want to call it, I'd like to call it rotting fruit, Okay. walks up to it, untapes the banana, and ate it. And ate the banana. It it was literally just taped to a white wall, he ate the banana. And there's this whole big outrage that this guy did this unplanned because he he made it almost a joke of it. And I love this guy. I forget his name, David Blaine, who knows. Ate the banana. Let's we'll say, we'll say David Blaine went to this we'll art say exhibition. David Blaine went to this art <laughs> David exhibition. David Blaine, why I did eat he eat that banana? Ate the banana off the wall, and everyone's freaking out because this guy paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars for it. Right, and that is, and I think it's hilarious, and I think it's a whole ploy against the assholes in the art industry, thinking that this can be done. I, I, I support this guy, unless this guy. Spent is it retirement money on this on this banana? Go for it. I mean, well, I mean it's it. It it really is a shame that you know there are a lot of artists out there who pour their heart and soul into pieces and you know do a lot of great things, but don't get a lot of recognition for you know a b or c or whatever you know and 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 Frankie you know my girlfriend's really opened my eyes to a lot of the the stuff that's been going on in the art industry and I mean there there are people who work their tails off you know I I really know more about dance than anything people who work their tails off in the yeah. dance industry and get absolutely no I'd love recognition to see your dance she's she's a phenomenal dancer I've never said those three words four words five words in my entire life Brandon as someone who's share. never as someone us. who's never watched modern dance before and someone who has never even thought about it, and someone who's yeah. always been like, oh, th-. like, honestly, someone who's always been like, that's a, that, that's a stupid thing, why would you do it? Yeah. I watched her dance at Rutgers. Dropped your jaws? I was... Alright, you want, there, 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 you there, you there want was, hard-hitting analyst questions, I was, or you want softball yeah. question? Go ahead, go ahead, hit me hard. How much was it your jaw dropped to the floor, and how much was it you're smitten? How much was it I'm smitten, how much was it that my jaw dropped to the floor? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. Is that when I say, like, my girlfriend's a dancer? and is How that th- objective were you is what I want to know. How objective was I? Yes. Oh, I was I was super objective. You I looked at you- it from some random guy walking into the gymnasium. It was It was very clear to me that yeah. she was on another level from the other people the in other her people. class. So that's what I wanted to know. It that's was very sick. clear for that's me. That's sick. I respect anyone the that's at the top of their, doesn't matter, sport, uh. Uh, whatever it is, uh, engineering, mathematics, whatever their thing is, whatever your shtick is, podcasting, yeah. you got to respect that. Dancing, that's awesome. There was like one other person there who I was like wowed by. Yeah. Like honestly, and, and the funny thing was, it wasn't even just like her dancing; it was her choreography too. Yeah. Because the thing about you know being you know being a, a dance major is that you know she would have she would go to a senior showcase and in her senior showcase all the seniors in her class would choreograph a piece so she would be she would so be she dancing. choreographed this herself I'm saying she would she would choreograph a piece herself and she wouldn't even be dancing in it but she would you know because like everyone in the class would be dancing on other, other people's pieces she would dance in like three other people's yeah. pieces I mean like she was getting solos like everyone knew it. she was getting solos in everyone else's That's pieces she sick. was like carrying everyone else's pieces and then her choreography I mean her senior piece for her choreography. I was blown away by what she did. That's awesome. I was seriously blown. You gotta and, respect things oh, more that oh. you can't do. And i look like Flat Stanley out there, blowing in the wind. And it was imagine a sail on a sailboat. That's me trying to dance. And it it, it was flopping around like a fish. It was something that I had always kind of scoffed at, and something that I said like, "Oh, that's you know, I don't that's get the it." Weirdos. I, I I watched it. Yeah. And I was seriously impressed. blown away and impressed. I I want to watch dancing now. It's it, Brandon. Ne, ne, next time that Frankie, you know, is Has dancing, thing, let me know. I'll let you know. It, it sucks because of COVID. Uh, she, she I mean, she, you know, she she's really trying to make it work. You know, as as a modern dancer, like a, you know, you know what they make money. You know Who makes money? Background dancers. Well, but she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't um, want to do that. She 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 wants to she wants okay. to do modern dance. She told me when we first started yes, dating, I don't she know said. That you, I mean, <laughs> she, she's super <laughs> easygoing. She said, I want to dance till my ankles give out. And I said, Okay. If that's your one if that I mean that's and basically you, your one you, rule. I respect that. I want yeah. to run till my knees gave out. And so they right? gave out. That's it. Yeah. Keep yeah. doing it. Oh, she she's a grinder. Um but I'm saying in order to get into like the modern dance world, which I never knew, I mean she, she had to work like literally seven jobs. And only like three of them were actually like, only two of them were actually like dancing, so like that, actually so that, dancing. So you know you're committed. Just to make ends meet, just to make ends meet. She's working every day. A crazy business venture. She's working every day. She's a she's a hard worker. She's a hard hard worker. She should do online classes. She does. She teaches Pilates online. Okay, never mind. There That's one go. of her jobs. Okay, I thought I was going to be super. I thought we were going to go into like our uh, finance section and be like, "How can you make money off this?" And and Cause people and, are making money. Yeah, well, that. well, I mean, some of her jobs, is like she teaches. She teaches like little kids to dance. She teaches Pilates. Uh, she was in like two dance pieces. She was uh, working at a dance studio. She's running another dance studio. I mean, she was doing like a, like she was working like six separate jobs, all kind of in the field of dance, but only dancing in like two other pieces. You got a hard worker. You're lucky, dude. I am a lucky dude. I'm a really lucky dude. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, she's great. She's she's coming up Saturday. Hopefully, I'm here. I don't know. I Hopefully, be, you're here. Maybe I may be on the road now. To the final section. Hot takes. Hot takes. Okay. Did you come up? Do you, I'll go first. Okay. So you can <laughs> think of one. We usually do a sports take, and I'm happy we didn't do any sports today. Because we do a lot of we've done a lot of sports on episodes. I think it's more interesting, especially now since sports aren't going on, you don't want to push it. Right. I think it's great that we just did whatever came to mind. Uh, my first take, shout out to Greg Eyes and Eisenhower, helped us with, uh, us with this one. Uh, if you eat dinner every single night as a family, I can't trust you. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> like, like, cause, right. like, cause, like, Monday through Sunday, like every like, single just came home at five p.m. from his job at yeah. Wall at yeah. wherever. Yeah, uh, at the at the office, and he's like, "I got uh, pork chops for you," and you eat broccoli with you know uh, your little two kids, and then you eat family as a dinner. I can't trust right. You. No, 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 because no, it's like because it's like you're you're hanging out with your friend, you're hanging out with a girl, and then like you know they look at the watch, like oh. Hold on, it's six thirty. I have to, I go, have to, to go, go home. I have to go eat I dinner. I don't trust you. Every single time. Right? Every single How time. How true is that statement? No, I. <laughs> like, and it sucks that in you know, modern day America, people don't eat dinners with oh, family no, anymore. But, like, no, but eat if, with your family. If you're your religiously important. doing it every single night, I can't trust like, you. Like, who are you? I don't know like what's going on at this like meeting. What kind of satanic why am I not rituals? Wh- what George Soros textbooks are you reading yeah. at dinner yeah. that you're worshipping the devil? Why is this? Why is this such a? a I know huge... we're gonna have like one listener that like <laughs> does this and is gonna like text me like, dude, Jimmy Peterman. <laughs> 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 Jimmy <laughs> Peter Jimmy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's like, Dude, I'm, I'm, I, I swear. love you, Jimmy. I love you, Jimmy. You're a great guy. <laughs> but you, you you strike me as yeah. a uh, But the uh, first three digits of your phone number are six six six. I'm sorry, but I can't trust you. Hey man, it is what it is. I love you, but I can't trust you. Yeah. So this is my hot take of the day. I don't have a... You know what? I have a sports take here, too. I just came up with it about... Okay, okay. So, uh, so, so you don't want to do... So we do one non-sports and one sports. Oh, we always do that. Okay, but I wasn't okay. even going to do a sports take because I didn't think of one because right. sometimes I just BS it because I don't... Because, you know, we don't plan these things. I thought of this about 0.33 three seconds ago. The best colors of any professional sports team in any league are the Miami Dolphins. And I'm currently wearing this mm, shirt. Mm. And I see these colors and it makes me happy. This shirt's about three sizes too big for me. I paperclip the shoulders because that's how I do, and it's my favorite shirt. They're the best. That orange, white, and and aqua green, Dumb. the Miami the Miami Dolphins colors are sick. Right, they are very. And the one thing that I would challenge you on that for. You might say Cleveland Browns, aren't you? No, I'm not gonna say okay. the browns. I mean i'm I, I, I'm a huge I, Browns I, fan I, for all the listeners. I'm a huge Browns fan born in Dayton, Ohio. I love the Cleveland Browns to death. I'm a religious Browns follower. I love the Browns so much, but I I mean you look I, like the only the only uniform body. that I would challenge it for is the Miami Heats, Miami Vice uniforms. <gasps> They're sick. Oh, you the vapor okay? Wave. Now there's two versions the vapor of wave. it. There's the, the orange, red. There's the orange, black, and pink ones. The old D Wave ones and the new ones. You I'm talking, talking about, about the new ones? Now, do you mean Dark Knight or Light? Dark Knight. So black, black uh, with light the black with pink. the pink. Yeah, that's sick. Here's it's the thing. Cool. It's too stereotypical. But, but that's but that's Miami. But I like I personally like those Miami colors. Vices, I personally like that Chris Bateman, Nick Bateman, Vices, Triangle, Tri-Fecta. Wow, you're really make, all right, you're, you're, really, gonna to like no, you're I, really gonna have to make me seem like a good person at the end of the show. You really have to make me seem like a good person at the end of the show because this whole show has been about <laughs> yeah. this whole show has been about like me talking, complaining about the alcohol volume of a beer, talking about me <laughs> committing, you know. Theft. Talking about me drinking too much. Talking about me trying to assault my little brother. <laughs> no, That's dude. what this whole podcast is yeah, been. Yeah, but if people, most of the people that know that listen, if you know me, they you, know you probably and, know. They, nothing they know of you and this. Nick, and they know the relationship. This is probably are, this is probably an eye-opening conversation for but, you. Exactly, and it's funny though. That's no, what they no, were. I think it's hilarious. I'm sort of like, but I'm saying great. that you're going to have to sing my praises at oh, the end I'm of this. I'm going to when I when I do the, I'll do a close-up ceremony. All right, you. sounds good. I'd appreciate it. Of course. Mm-hmm. What kind of takes you got over here? Alright, so not to go on the Bateman debauchery take, but I I've been talking about this with my friends recently and they all vehemently disagree with me. Wine is terrible. <sighs> wine is god awful. Oh wine, I hate wow. wine. Wow. I hate wine. All wine. White, pink, red. Except for champagne. I was about Except to say for champagne. 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 Except for champagne and Prosecco and the bubbly stuff. Yeah. Red wine oh. is extraordinarily bitter. What do you think about sangria? sangria is terrible all wine is terrible oh my god except for except for except for you know prosecco and champagne and all that bubbly stuff wow you are rip one blazing right now it's it's that's insane it's five percent alcohol so about a little bit higher than a beer yeah tastes way worse has absolutely no carbonation. They all taste the same. You know, like the reds taste. All reds taste like reds. All whites taste like whites. Like, and and you can't tell me any different. You cannot tell me. And there are a whole bunch of wine snobs out there. I've I've read a lot of stuff. You know, what do you think about sommeliers? The guys sommeliers, 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 whatever. I that mean, smell them, and they're like sommeliers. Mmm, smells like dead rabbit and moose chunks. Like what? Watch. There's a great documentary on Netflix. It's called Sour Grapes. It's called Sour Grace. Just making fun of them the whole time. It's about a guy who his whole business venture was counterfeiting wine. Where he would find all these old bottles of wine and sell them for hundreds of thousands of dollars at wine auctions and he just made them from like cheap wine yeah. and they can mix it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mixing them together and then maybe leaving it there for like 10 years instead of a hundred years. No, no, like, like for no years. I'm saying he would make fake labels, oh, make my fake stuff. God. Like crazy. I mean, like, because wine people. Like there is obviously a difference. Second time of the day, give take my money. Yeah, there's obviously a difference between red and white and rosé. There's obviously a difference between like the different blends. But I'm saying like a three hundred dollar bottle of red and like a five dollar bottle of red basically tastes the same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially people who pay like hundreds of thousands of dollars for wine, idiotic is well it's 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 all a Rich Boys Club. It's all yeah. a Rich Boys Club and there are a Same whole bunch of wine snobs out there. On the wall. But yeah, my yeah. but my take on wine is white wine gives me terrible headaches, there's way too much sugar in it, and it doesn't taste as good as like a nice summer beer or like a mixed drink. If you really want to have a 5% beverage, have a nice mixed drink. Have a nice cocktail. Like, come on. But people drink wine because they're wine snobs, and people drink wine because they think that they're cultured, and people drink wine because they want to seem fancier. But in reality, Wine is just the, in, the 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 bottom of the barrel alcoholic beverage? Wow. I would rather this from drink a hot lasagna to a Sbarro slice. I, because whenever I heard that, I was like, a hot lasagna coming out the oven." Now I'm like, "Ooh, this might be a Sbarro slice." Why do you think this is a Sbarro slice? But that's a that's a valid take. Now I'm I, I'm yeah. listening to you, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. Expensive wine, not worth it. But I can no. see where. It's 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 more of a feeling. Like people like to say wine. Wine drunk, drunk is completely different. Wine drunk wine is completely different. Like yeah. if you're eating an Italian meal and then like your mom comes up to you and she's like, "Hey, let's have some glasses of wine." Because a beer is a different story. A beer is like, let's go to, let's go to Sanson Street. Let's go to a, a dive bar and just drink beers until you know the the the, the cows come home. Or you know, you're at home, a nice meal, you're drinking a sweet wine, and when I say sweet, I mean bitter because wine tastes terrible. Um, but it, it's more of the feeling I feel like. But also, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, me personally, like if you want to have like a nice shared drink with someone, read a book, buy some stuff, and make her make your mom a nice cocktail. It makes you. It, it makes you more of a rounded person too. It takes skill. Yeah. Not just. I mean, hey, that 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 that, that, that's my hot take. Is that I hate wine. Wine is worthless, and you should never drink it. I like that. You got a sports one? Yes, I do have a sports one. And my sports take is that the Cleveland Browns. Oh boy, the Cleveland Browns next year will either a win the AFC North, (laughs) okay, yeah, or b win one playoff game. And here's why I say this. Wait, well, that's uh. Okay. And, and no, and, and and here's why I say this, and here's why I say this. It's because the Cleveland Browns have been building something in Berea, Ohio for the past three years that people really aren't looking at. Oh, yeah? All eyes were on them last year when they got Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I'm but last brother, year they got Odell Beckham Jr. They got Olivier Vernon. And they didn't really get anyone else. But the year prior uh uh, uh- what do you mean? The guy, the guy from Miami. Oh, what's his name? They got Jarvis Landry Jarvis the year Landry. before. No, I'm, oh, I'm saying, I'm before? Before? I'm I'm saying what happened that. last year know. was they okay. just got OBJ and they got Olivia Vernon. Okay. The team didn't get much different from that year. It was Baker's sophomore year. We already had Nick Chubb. The only person that we actually drafted who was you know was good was you know Greedy Williams and Mac Wilson and Cion Taki, Taki. You know everyone else is pretty much off the team. We, I mean. Our linebacker core is pretty subpar right now, but what we upgraded recently was, you know, everyone said our blocking was a huge issue, which it was. We got a new right tackle. We got a new left tackle. We signed a blocking tight end and a passing catching tight end in Austin Hooper, and we signed a fullback in Andy Janovich. We signed a head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who ran a run-first scheme, which had what running back? Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, and guess who's going to be the star of our offense? Nick Chubb against a revamped offensive line. Here's what I was saying. What's up? How do you feel about having a coach new pretty much every year of the last 20 years it is a terrible that feeling i can't help you it is a terrible feeling you need continuity continuity leads to championships. brandon it's been seen brandon i completely give you 10 interest i could tell you brandon i completely examples. understand that and i think that the haslams do fire people too quickly but hugh jackson was a bad hire so much as i hate to admit it freddie kitchens was a bad hire I think this guy, Kevin St. Fancy, really got it. And okay. I say this every single the year, league. and all my friends all my friends, always cut me up for saying that this year's going to be different. But yeah. I feel in the heart of my heart, in the bottom of my belly, that this is a very different team. I'm not going to argue with you. I, this I, is I'll a very different team. And if we can't make the playoffs with this team, blow can't it the fuck it. up. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam should go drown in the fucking Cuyahoga but River. this is every single year you say that you need to, unless you have a transformational player, and that's impossible almost in football because it's such a team game. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. What do you call that transformational? Nick Chubb. That, they are on one side. That's the thing with games like football. This is getting a good topic. Garrett, Miles Garrett is a transformational they are player. Not, they are transformational on their side of the field, but in games where you're playing, you in reality, you're playing this much of a role. It's an important role, but it's still such a small piece of a pie and you have LeBron James, he's half the pie. You may have Odell Belkov Jr. But basketball is different than, than football. I know, that's what I'm saying. Football. That's what I'm saying. One player, that's why playing, in my opinion, one player, an obscene amount of money, never a smart idea. In football, in basketball, you can have one, probably more likely two guys, lead you to the promise. Well, in football, it kind of makes a little bit more It makes sense in certain situations. So the best example is Miles Garrett's about to become the highest paid defensive end in the league. Right, yeah, because he is a transformational talent. He's a great guy. He does a whole bunch of stuff for the community. You look at his Water Boys program—absolutely phenomenal athlete, phenomenal person. Love the name. He made he made headlines because you know he smashed Mason Rudolph, you know, in the head with his helmet. He apologized oh, that for that you know, guy? Yeah, it happened. He threw his helmet. Yeah, it happened. He got suspended for a while. He got suspended for the rest of the season, but he's yeah, coming back. But yeah, I'm saying he's huh? an amazing guy. I don't know why that happened. You know, he said it's because you know Mr. real said so a racial slur, and I'm inclined to believe him personally because yeah, I don't believe don't Because out, I don't believe there would be any other reason why you do that unless that you can't do that, but I I, I, I stand by I stand by Miles. I will stand by Miles Garrett I'm on that one hundred and ten percent. I'm a hot but, dead, what, but, but talking about his contract, what I'm saying is that Miles Garrett. Will become the highest-paid defensive end in the league, and they want to get it done out of the way now because defensive end is an extremely high-value position, and you want to get ahead of you want to sign him to a twenty-five million-dollar deal before the next guy gets signed Didn't to a that thirty million-dollar deal. The Chicago uh, Bears Kalu skip- Mac. Mac got a lot of money. The- Kalu got a lot of He's money. Got- Dump truck right. pulled up to his house but you want, bills. But you, you don't want to be the last guy to sign him to a the deal. The last guy to the watering hole, you know. You, because, because you will always be compared to the next guy. Yeah, so if Khalil Mack made 21, you need to give Miles 23 because the next season you get 25, and the guy after that is going to get 28. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's valid. In high-value you know high positions, quarterback, left tackle, defensive end. water boy. Okay. <laughs> he can yeah. He's completely <laughs> so much force. Just, just completely shut down the bit. I'm a bit killer. Oh man, and that's how we're gonna. Hey, and you know what? He's a he's a fiery guy, and I'll give it to him. You know what? There are people that showed up in this room. They they show up in this room. I'm gonna throw my helmet at him too. I, that's just life, and I give it to him, and I'm and I feel bad that he got a, he, still, he missed the season. But you know, if Nick shows up in here, Exhibit A, I'm sending the helmet at him. I'm Yeah, sorry. oh yeah, I'm sending the helmet at him. But on that note, uh, I want to thank Chris B. Bubble Butt. We didn't even talk about the Bubble Butt. I I, I have I a mean, tra- I have a dumpster ass. He, uh, I have a dumpster I mean, ass. Got a Confirm, dump confirmed confirmed by the rest of Hanfield New Jersey. I have a dumpster I ass. I mean, you see him. I mean, he walks into a room. His ass has been there for a couple minutes. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, take do with that what you will. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming on. Hey, hey you want to plug something? You uh, th- thank you so very much for having me, Brandon. This is a great experience. Uh Shouts out to everyone at Rucker. Shouts out to my boys at Delta Chi. Shouts out to you know the Quanzi family for you know cooking some great Italian food and you know <laughs> volunteering for Boy Scout stuff. Shouts out to PMC Property Group. My boy JR. My boy Slim. Uh, my boy Lou. You know all the guys on site. Shouts out to my boy Maz. Uh, shouts out to Danny Brendan, mutual friend of us. No! <laughs> shouts out to Nikki Bateman, dude, Sl- making some money on the side. <laughs> um. And shout out to Tracy. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, shout out to Tracy.